The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. This episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Who are the Super Ranters, you ask? Well... The Super Ranchers have their own Sunranto RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered right to their inbox or podcatcher. Super Ranchers get bonus content, like the recording of tonight's post-show conversation. They get exclusive access to the Super Ranchers Facebook page and private Discord channel, which we plan on using a ton this season. Our Patreon patrons, they're eligible for all of our Sunranto contests like the Super Rancher of the Month and Sunranto Scavenger Hunts. At the $5 level, Super Ranchers get to hear all my Cubs parody songs and download them before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranchers are recognized by name at the end of our live shows and will have access to our Cubs Daily Show starting this coming season. Details on that to come. $12 gets you the Rancher calendar, and you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. Super Ranchers, they even get access to our show notes and the pics and videos we use to produce the live show. Comes in real handy during the season if you want to know about the pitching matchups and the stuff we looked up. Plus, and this is important, 10% of all of the Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. Because it is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community. And that's how we do it. It's how you do it when you subscribe. Here's the thing. It costs money and lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan show. And frankly, a penny a download from podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies is not enough to keep the Sunranto show on the air. We've got hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment that we have to buy, tickets, beer, batteries, guitar strings. It all adds up. So become a Super Ranter at patreon.com forward slash Sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and help us produce the Sunranto show. Final plea. If you'd buy each one of us a $12 beer at Wrigley Field for just performing the Sunranto show for you, then join us at the $3 level. It's that simple. Three bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me say it again. If you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron or a Super Rancher again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at Patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. Please join today. 
Bobby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Coffee Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the love of a loser. Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the love of a loser. Sonrento. Son Ranto. Well, that, that was kind of quiet. All is quiet yeah. on on the winter front. Yeah, dude, that was that was pretty weak. It shouldn't be winter. It's supposed we're supposed to be celebrating pitchers and catchers this week. But instead, we're going to sit here and we're going to complain about a lockout, unfortunately. Hi, everybody. I'm Danny Rocket. Uh, this is the Sun Ranto Show. I'm here with Michael Cotton and, of course, Crawley, Crawley's Cubs, running the uh, most fabulous bobblehead competition on Twitter right now. What's, what's going on with the standings there, Crawley? Uh, looking at the standings right now, it, it's getting fast and furious. We're finishing round two, so we'll then get into round three, and that's when you kind of, you know, the cream rises to the top. So it, it's getting exciting. We got a couple battles going on tonight. Um, we got Anthony Rizzo, season ticket holder, versus the Schwarberg scoreboard home run. Joe Tinker versus Albert Elmora. Kyoji Fujikawa <laughs> in a battle against Clark the Cub. Uh, Chris Bryant golfing versus the All-American Girl. Uh, Arietta Lester and Hendricks versus Joe Madden, manager of the year. Rizzo versus Dempster, Contreras versus Red Grange, and in a battle of the shortstops, Starlin Castro versus Ernie Banks. Yeah, I'm really yeah, interested okay. in how that Kuji Fujikawa versus Clark the Cub battles that turned out. That's that's a real Donnybrook right there. Yeah, my my question is, which one of those two will have more of a lasting effect on the Cubs? <laughs> Well, that, the, Clark, for the, mascot. the Clark one was his first bobblehead, and it's a, it's a rare one because they only give it to the first 5,000 children. So that's when you see, like, the bobblehead nerds, like, try to rent kids for the day. <laughs> Crawley goes in there with, like, shoes on his knees. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. You, you sit there, and that's when you volunteer, and you, you say, hey, I'm going to take the kids to a Cubs game. And then you find the cheap 400 seats. <laughs> and uh, stub hub and bring like 10 kids in and take their bobbleheads away from them. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you're just using orphans. Oh my God. <laughs> we're, off, we're off to a hell of a start on this show. Um, well, I want to mention that we are doing the chance for a chance postcard giveaway uh, in the chat. Hashtag chance with a capital C hashtag chance. And you could win a postcard of Frank chance to you from me. And I will even uh, include a personal message. Here's one of an example of a Frank Chance postcard, which I guess that was uh, a, a tobacco card. This one, somebody commented on Facebook that this was uh, a, a, a old tobacco card. I guess. Um, yeah, so, it makes sense for that era. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the chances, the chance, chances are are chancing in right now. So it's very exciting. Um, we've had two multiple winners already. Uh, like people, John Vasky won twice and Artie Boucher won twice. So like, we're going to need a new winner this time. So hashtag yeah. chance. John's in. letting people get in on it. He's sitting this one out. All right. That's nice. fair. 
So uh, we wanted to do something kind of special tonight um, uh, just because the news is all bad on the MLB front, which is pretty frustrating for all of us. We're supposed to, we're supposed to be celebrating pitchers and catchers this week. This is usually a time for massive amounts of joy and excitement uh, for baseball fans everywhere. But instead we're sitting here with, with, you know, holding our wands in our hands, just wondering what the hell's going to go, what's going to happen. Um, I mean, that's always my favorite part of the Super Bowl is right after pitchers and catchers report. Yeah. And everybody tweets. They're like, no, it's baseball season. We're all excited. And uh, right now we'd be showing pictures. Like we might even be down there. Like, I don't know. We we might even have gone, you know, and we'd be taking pictures and, uh, you know, watching uh, pitchers throw to catchers and dudes doing calisthenics in the outfield. (laughs) So, uh, but no, no one knows uh, about spring training better than our guest tonight. And I'm really excited. He's a, I think a second, possibly third time, this is, I think, second time he's been on the show. Uh, Tim Sheridan, who is the voice of spring. He's the PA announcer at spring training for a long time, and he's got a couple of different series. He's got a new one, which is what we're here to talk about today. Um, He's got the Cubs Talk web web series, which we already had him on. He's got two seasons of that. Very cool stuff. We had him on, did like a little series watch. And then there's a cool thing now that he's going to talk about, which is a new graphic audio novel, uh, which uh, he's got three episodes. Uh, Call Them the Champs is the first thing. So without further ado, let's bring on Tim Sheridan to tell us all about it. Hi, Tim. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Good. Before nice I to see you, it's great to see you. And before I get to uh, talking about the graphic audio novel thing, I have to do something because I'm as depressed as anyone about not having spring training. So this is going to be a Sunranto exclusive. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Sunny Mesa's Sloan Park Spring Training Home of your Chicago Cubs. Oh, that, that's it. That's right there, Tim. Keep injecting that into my veins. That was beautiful. feel of spring training, even though we don't have a real feel down there with any baseball being played yet. Well, I mean, you got the minor leaguers, right? But they just well, don't let you in. <laughs> Tim, uh, I don't know if you saw this article by Bill Shaken, and I, I, I tweeted about it earlier. Um, he was talking about how, you know, a lot of these owners lured uh, cities to build taxpayer-funded ballparks for spring training with the promise of all these tourism dollars. And you know better than anyone that Mesa paid for that beautiful facility. You're now talking about, hey, you know, I know for a fact the Cubs threatened to move to Florida, you know, the Grapefruit League, and did all of that to make sure that they got the votes there. How frustrated are the people in Mesa right now that you're now looking at year three of not going to have complete spring training in Mesa? Yeah, it's kind of crazy, to be honest. And to tell you the truth, I'm actually in Minneapolis, Minnesota, which is where I've been living for about the past four years when I'm not down in Arizona doing spring training, which I was scheduled to go down there tomorrow. But I'm holding off on that just because, you know, we don't know. But yeah, I'm one of those people that, you know, I lived in Mesa for 35, 40 years. And I always, spring training was a thing, even when I wasn't doing the Cubs announcing, I was going to other games. I was following the Cubs wherever they were going around. 
um, and playing. So it's just, uh, I can't even imagine the people who like literally spend their time and money going from Chicago to rent a place, you know, across from the ballpark or whatever, and they're not getting any spring training. And it's been so disjointed with COVID and everything. It's just, I just like things to get back to normal. I know we all would. Jesus, it's crazy. Yeah, one of those one of those guys is is Crawley. He's supposed to be <laughs> heading out in like a week and a half or two weeks. Or no, something. no. I, luckily, I remember I said that I thought that this would get resolved by March fifteenth was what I had. So my trip, and I'm coming down, Tim, and I'd hope to have a beer with you. I'll be down there yeah. the twenty first through the twenty sixth. Okay, great. So yeah. we'll meet up. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, it is. Fr- it's frustrating for all of us, and every time I get a little bit of hope with uh some of the negotiations some of the news comes out and manfred says oh we're gonna we got this great offer there's no doubt about it the players are gonna accept this one they're gonna love it and then and then, and then he comes back with let me tell you about nfts yeah and, uh, well, the, 40, the meeting lasts 45 minutes and the players right away are in the press being like not good enough you know so it's just like every time and now i guess the players we're gonna talk about it later on the show but um, you know, it's, so it's frustrating for all of us, especially at, at this moment when we're supposed to be starting up. But, but at least you're starting something up, Tim. You had a a, 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 a yeah, premiere we can, today. We can kind of get a little bit of baseball from Tim well, giving us well, the, the. This is memories. a throwback to uh, better times for us Cubs fans. That you know, we don't know what this year may hold, and and you know, every year is a, a fresh start, but. The uh, after the World Series, you know, it was go, go, go for the Cubs. They're touring the trophy around. They're going everywhere, seeing everybody on every show. Um, But the one thing that I keyed in on that was really historical and it's, you know, Black History Month was this trip to the White House. And it happened to be um, on it was the last official White House event of Barack Obama's presidency. And. It was just really an incredible event celebrating the Cubs and and he's you know he's a well spoken guy. Not saying that our last our current president and the one before that aren't, but um, I'll anyhow. say they aren't. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to say it, but yeah, yeah he you. was the last guy who could actually talk. Yes. <laughs> so it, you know, I, I watched it and I was like, this is really amazing, and it. It was on Martin Luther King Jr. Day of 2017, so it was kind of a special historical day, and I wanted to do something, so what I did is I I chopped it up into three separate parts that were all kind of um, their own little pieces of that ceremony, and they're each three minutes long, and that's issue uh, one, two, and three of Call Me the Champs. And it's well, in a graphic novel style, uh, but yet it's kind of true to the historical. All of what he said is there as he said it. Um, I like took some liberties in going from one s- spot to another. It's not all three exactly in a row, but I kind of picked out some of the stuff that I thought was really unique and, and fun. And the, and the one that dropped today was really where he talked about the link between um, – him standing there as president and Jackie Robinson, you know, coming in as a major league player back then and then tying that all in with it being MLK day. So I thought it was a, a pretty cool and unique time. You know, Tim, I watched it and just the, the, the I was looking at, at all the drawings who did that was all you. Uh, no, that was uh, C. Carrollton Frazier who yeah. uh, 
who worked on some of the old Superman comics. Oh, wow. No, so I'm, actually, I'm actually kidding. <laughs> so, Who is Vincent Van Gogh's grandson, Steve? Steve Carrollton Frazier was also executive producer of uh, Cub Talks, that show, if you notice. As were a lot of people, and this is the first time. Here's another exclusive for the show here. Um, so with the Cub Talk show, instead of saying that, you know, this person was producer, this person was the editor, this person was this, this, and that. I used all um, names from the Cubs uh, 1908 championship team, only I kind of <laughs> changed them around. So C. Carrollton Frazier is actually Chick Frazier from oh, the 1908 okay. championship because I did it all, and I just didn't want my name to be on every. <laughs> Tim did this. Tim did that. Tim did that. Tim did this. You know what, Tim? I I do a baseball history podcast, and I make it a point to put my name on every little bit of it. So I don't yeah, know you, what you're talking about. You even say it. You're like produced and written by Michael Cotton, voiced by Michael Cotton. <laughs> All advertisements, Michael Cotton. Research. I was looking Michael at the Cotton. drawings, and I just thought like some of them just pet. You know, it, it was exactly like I kind of remembered it. And in the one that in, in one of them that I saw when when when. Uh, Barack Obama is mentioning Michelle's favorite player, uh, yeah. Jose Cardinal. I just, yep. I just love that the drawing and the way it looked in, in Jose and Michelle with the Afros. I mean, it was just so great. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Able- so I, I took some liberties with uh, making some unique art that went into it to cover up what was going on instead of just having you seeing uh, him talking the whole time. And so some of the ones that were some of the graphics that were on today with. Um, C.J. Edwards and the flag and the team with the, the city um, flag on there. You know, I did all that and kind of wanted to put some unique, uh, a unique look to it. Well, I, I got to apologize to the podcast people. Hopefully we can describe this enough if those of you that are listening to it. But what I do want to play uh, the, the film live. It's only three minutes long. Each episode is about three minutes long. Yeah. If we have time, we'll play more throughout the show. But I just want to definitely at least play one because I know we could yap about the Cubs for the entire hour that we're going to be with you. So without further ado, let's put this on. And if you want to talk over it, your mic is still live, Tim, if you have anything to say over uh, – uh, what we're looking at so yeah like the director's commentary yeah exactly all right let me see if i can get this my i'm, I'm having some internet issues if uh people can uh, damn internet well damn. I'm, I'm in somebody asked in the chat where i am i'm actually in mexico right now so uh so here we they go. got great wi-fi down there oh you can't hear that can you i can't i can yeah, we hear it, Danny. Okay, good. Ladies and gentlemen, the 2016 MLB champions, the Chicago Cubs. And and just for people who are watching, these are still photos. They're not. Just so you don't get confused, it's not animated. Yeah, it's not animated, but there's still photos, but they've been stylized into uh, like a cartoon kind of. of Yeah, it's it's a little bit choppy here because of you playing it that way in the audio. Okay. Here is something none of my predecessors ever got a chance to say. Welcome to the White House, the World Series champion, Chicago Cubs. 
you know, and, and we know he's a White Sox fan. I wonder how much that just sort of irks him. The last time the Cubs won. <laughs> he was a good sport about it. He actually, yeah, he even put on the jersey. Yeah, I know. The first Cubs radio broadcast wouldn't be for almost two decades. We've been through world wars, cold war, depression, a space race, all manner of social and technological change. But during that time, those decades were also marked by Phil Cavaretta and Ernie Banks, Billy Williams, who's here today, Monsanto, Ferg, Ryan Sandberg. You call him Ferg. Ferg, yeah. <laughs> Maddox, Grace. Those decades were punctuated by Harry Carey's exuberance. Hey, hey, and holy cow. And I, I love those pictures you Cubs threw Cubs. in there. Thanks. So the first thing that made this championship so special for so many is, is that the Cubs know what it's like to be loyal and to persevere and to hope and to suffer and then keep on hope. People all across the city remember the I like first Porzello time in that shot. To <laughs> memories of climbing in the right behind Rossi. Yeah. Games on WG or no over on the side. And that's part of the reason, by the way, why Michelle made sure that uh, Jose Cardinal was here because that was her favorite player. And she was describing. <laughs> Back then he had a big afro and she was describing how she used to try to wear her hat over her afro the same way Jose did. <laughs> that, that picture is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to coming up creating that one. That was fun. So, and, and yeah, Jim, that, you know that, that that's totally a Jose stand-up, and every, all the mannerisms, everything was just perfect. Thank you. Yeah, you you definitely captured, like the so you know for the podcast people, the, these he he took these different pictures and he and he stylized them and you know redrew them. But as it goes through, you almost feel like it's animated, like Crawley said, like with the way like. I feel like I saw Jose stand up and put his hands up like that. Like right, it, it, right. you really did pick out the spots that really stood out maybe to the rest of us. You know, I'm only speaking for myself, but it really did, you know, take me right back to watching that again, but enhanced better with the, the extra stuff you had with the world war two stuff. And you had uh Brickhouse and Harry and, and all of that. It just, it's really well done. I uh, please tell everybody where they can find it on YouTube and the the website, yeah, all that can, stuff, because everybody needs to go watch this. Um, well, thank you. First of all, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, and like you say, the the next one where uh, President Obama kind of talks about the actual series and the Game Seven and all that, and how at the end, and Rizzo putting the ball in his pocket. So. I went frame by frame and tried to capture each time when he was like saying it. So when he went to his pocket, President Obama went to his pocket, that shot is in there recreated in the graphic novel style. And then the Rizzo thing, which I did, which came from an actual shot of Rizzo putting the ball in his pocket. And then, you know, enhanced that where he kind of zoomed in and, you know, 
said, I'm keeping this or something to that effect or whatever. <laughs> so um, can you we can... watch another one? I'd, I'd love to watch another. I think we have time. <laughs> All we're going to do, I mean, I'm looking down at the script. We're going to talk about Boog and Deshays being back. So no change in the broadcasters. That is like boring. Then we're going to talk about the lockout, which we've been talking about all freaking since December 1st. And then we're going to talk about how they want to cut a bunch of minor league pay jobs. Like, yeah. like that is our plan. So I think we just play another one. You know what I mean? So, all the depressing. Put it off. Yeah, I mean, they can I'm, find I'm, it on YouTube, my Boys of Spring website. Uh, yeah, this is number two. Sorry, I didn't mean to get that. That does no. auto play real quick. Go ahead, Tim. No, I was just saying uh, where uh, you can find it um, at Boys of Spring, where it's on, where all of the uh, episodes of the Cub Talks are there too, which kind of stopped somewhat in the middle of season two because of the COVID. And, you know, I kind of took a hiatus from the world in a sense, as a lot of us did. <laughs> um, and uh, then it's also on YouTube. Uh, Tim Sheridan, um, Boys of Spring probably get you there both ways. Yeah. So. You see what I did here? I just searched Tim Sheridan Cubs. That'll get yeah. you right there. Yeah. That'll get you right there. And, and remember, don't just watch it, share it. Share it out there with people. Let other people oh, that don't know us and don't know Tim, let them find this because it really should be out there for everyone. Appreciate that, and, Michael. Hey, and one quick question. Did yep. you do the theme song as well? Where did the theme song come from? So that theme song, yes, uh, I actually co-wrote that with um, another diehard Cubs fan who is a guy who's in a band called Elephant Revival. Uh, Dango Rose, um, they kind of, I think, somewhat broke up a couple years back, but super talented group of people, and he's a diehard Cubs fan, and we felt like we wanted to put together a little bit of a kind of an old-school rock anthem that was about the Cubs, which, you know, Go Cubs Go has its place in history. It'll never be replacing Go Cubs Go, but it's from a different era, so we wanted to kind of do our own thing, so we we co-wrote that song and uh, produced it, and he got some of his other musician friends to get involved. And so we played that actually um, every spring training game of the 2016 season. So oh. it kind of has a real um, kind of a vibe going back to that. And I also used uh, this microphone that I used to hand to Harry Carey. Uh, that's oh, wow. photographed by Ryan Sandberg. Um, we use this for some of the Cubs chants, so it had Harry Carey mojo in it as well. <laughs> I um, saw I saw Ke- Crawley salivate, you know, for his man. <laughs> Look at his eyes, like, yeah. Like, oh boy, man, I got to get in Tim Sheridan's will and outlive the guy. <laughs> <laughs> I saw his eyes. Right. So I'm going to play uh, issue. This is issue two of the graphic uh, novel. Call them champs, and let me uh, start it up here. Big Call them champs. Issue two. That brings me to the other thing that was so special about this championship, uh, and that's just the the guys behind me, the team. Uh, They steamrolled the majors this year with a 103-win record. Uh, All you had to know about this team was encapsulated in that one moment in game five, down three games to one, do or die, in front of the home fans when David Ross and John Lester turned to each other and said, I love you, man. I said, I love you, too. It was sort of like an Obama-Biden moment. (laughs) (laughs) And then finally, the game itself. Uh, 
and the series itself. Come back from a 3-1 deficit against uh, a great Cleveland Indians team, force what is widely considered uh, the greatest Game 7 of all time. Dexter Fowler becomes the first player to hit a leadoff home run in Game 7. Javi Baez hits another leadoff in the fifth. David Ross becomes the older player, oldest player to knock one out in Game Seven as well. Kyle um, Schwarber, who's been hurt and hobbled, then suddenly he comes in, and gets seven hits in the series, three in Game Seven. Long. And then you got the tenth inning. You've got the rain. God. Finally feeling mercy on Cubs fans. An entire game, an entire season, an entire century of hope and heartbreak, all coming down to a one-inning sprint. And then at 12.47 a.m. Eastern time, Brian looks like he's going to slip. Everybody's getting a little stressed. Tosses it to Rizzo. Rizzo gets the ball, slips in his back pocket. Which shows excellent, you know, situational awareness. <laughs> and, and suddenly, everything has changed. No more black cats, billy goats, ghosts, flubbed grounders. Chicago comes are, are the champs. And on, on ESPN, you've got uh, Van Pelt saying one of the all-time great nights. You've got... Uh, Tim Kirkjian calling it the greatest night of baseball in the history of the game. I mean, it did take ESPN another two years to forget about the Billy Goat, but whatever. (laughs) So in Chicago, I think it's fair to say uh, you guys will be popular for a while. So, Tim, I got to ask you, is there some players that you enjoyed drawing or were easier to draw than others? Well, technically, and here's another cat getting out of the bag on this one. I didn't actually draw them. I used a computer program to to do that. So I selected each frame and then I went through a process, like a multi-step process to get the look I wanted and the coloration that I wanted and all of that and the kind of um, graphic novel look and then did it that way. And some of those, like I say, the, the Rizzo thing, you know, I kind of made up what that would be um, obviously he had this, the one shot of him putting it in his pocket, but then, you know, that creative part where it zooms in and said, you're coming with me, that stuff is, you know, I kind of took the liberties and, you know, made it a little more interesting and unique to watch it that way. Yeah. It's such a neat thing. And, and there's so many possibilities uh, with this. Uh, no, for this, you just did the Obama speech, congratulate them at the white house, but you could do anything that there's footage of in this way, you know, if it, you know, the Sandberg game and you just take yeah. still shots from that game and, and describe that and comment on it in graphic novel style. It's very, very cool idea. And I think uh, Cub fans, if you keep making these, will enjoy watching them. It is. It yeah, is a cool I, idea. I enjoy making them. So there's that. Um, this one actually, and I know uh, Danny that you've dipped into the NFT world a little bit. Don't encourage him. Have I? I don't <laughs> mean to encourage you, but so these three, uh, each episode is available as an NFT. It's actually going on auction tomorrow um, on Rarible. And then that each of those three, and there'll only be one. 
NFT. Everybody else and all of us can watch it on YouTube and on my uh, Boys of Spring free. I don't even care. I love people who watch it. But I figured, you know, why not make a one-of-a-kind collectible for somebody who's into the NFTs? So there will only be one NFT of each one of these episodes, and then they will the auction will end on President's Day on Monday, which seems very appropriate for this particular uh, graphic novel series. So Cool. Well, good luck to you. I had no bids on my Cup Snaker baseball <laughs> cards. But I, I, then again, I don't think anybody has F-Coin. I really don't think they have it. And then I actually was at a Super Bowl party with a guy who does have F-Coin. He goes, I was going to buy – your NFT, but it was two and it was only $5. And he goes, I was going to do it just to, just to do it. He goes, but then it was going to be all these transaction fees to spend the five bucks. And I was like, well, that was the point of having fake money in the first place was that we could put it around to each other easy, you know? And now it's, that's even that screwed up. Even that. Yeah. It's the whole, um, I didn't know a lot about the NFTs until about a year and a half ago. And actually, before I got to this graphic novel, I started a, um, a NFT baseball card collection, uh, which started at the beginning of like last baseball season. And I was looking to do something different because I saw all these, you know, JPEGs of whatever apes, monkey, board apes, yeah paying all this money for and I'm like, well, how about I actually create something that seems like it's worthwhile and kind of neat and unique. So I started looking at a baseball card collection that focused on a lot of the underserved populations of baseball, Negro leagues, Cuban league. Um, even there's even two women. I have 40 cards out there. I stopped making the cards mainly because of what you said, Danny is the, the gas prices become so inflated that if you don't find just the right time when it's cheap, like on a Sunday late at night. So I'm offered the cards up fairly reasonable for a common card. It was under $10, $9. But if you have to pay $55 or $75 in gas fees, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know? So um, it'll change. It, 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 all I'm saying is, yeah, it's, this is all going over. most. Crowley's over there. Crowley's like, it cost me 50 bucks to fill my gas tank every week. Now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's inflation for you. Uh, these damn gas fees. No, but it's, I mean, it's, it's all the very beginning. It's the wild west. I mean, people are collecting these digital coins. I mean, look at the people running around the, the world collecting Pokemons on their phones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a, this has been going on for like five years. So it, it's just going to get weirder and I'm here for it all, but uh, we got to pay the bills here at this channel. So pay those dang bills. but yeah, so sir. for now, how about you buy some real stuff and uh, like, how about some t-shirts from Sunranto swag at the Sunranto website? You could buy all of our amazing t-shirts. Uh, here's a commercial for it. We'll be back in a minute and we're going to talk about uh, some Cubs stuff or baseball stuff anyway. Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a ranter long sleeve. Ride the skin bust at Tuna Town in a Dabbing Cubes fan shirt. Take gold one-eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire. Or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors 
colors to choose from. Plus, at Sunrise's Swag Store, you'll find Vincent's John Baker Day, designated hater and Matt Camerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunrancho.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. sunrancho.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunrancho swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunrancho swag is not responsible for your sexual life. Sunrancho swag is for entertainment purposes only. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by ColorCast. Uh, ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use, and you can talk to me and other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. And plus, you can share your own experiences on the app as well. Um, All you need to do is you download the ColorCast app free in the iOS App Store. You create a profile, you link your Twitter, and you join like a baseball group or something like that. And you follow me at Sunranto Show, and uh, you're going to be notified when my room goes live, and then we can talk together. Uh, We'll be going live on ColorCast uh, after our regular show on usually on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. So uh, come join us there on ColorCast and join the conversation. It's kind of an addendum to our regular show where we kind of free formally talk with you. So come out with your spiciest takes and download ColorCast. And we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. The Sunranto Show is also brought to you by Sports Drink. Um, it's your digital water cooler. See, Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team along with us. So a rising tide lifts all boats. So go check out Sports Drink online or on social media. Go to sportsdrink.org or open up Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. And that's spelled like sportsdrink but without out vowels. So it's S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K, sportsdrink. Um, all we ask is that you close the door behind you because we're trying not to let the funk out. Back to the show. I just canceled my order if, it, if I'm not going to get late. I thought that was part of the deal. <laughs> no, you weren't supposed to hear that part at the end. I talked too fast. <laughs> so, Tim, um, quick question for you. You know, in a year where... There's a lot of like low points in the Cubs season. You had a high point this last season, didn't you, in Chicago at Wrigley Field? I did. Hey, thank you for bringing that up. I got to live out like one of my bucket list dreams, and not everybody gets a chance to do some of those things. And that was actually announced at Wrigley Field. And after doing 38 seasons for the Cubs at spring training, it kind of felt like, yeah, I finally made the show. So that was pretty cool. It was a and it also was a Twins-Cubs game, so I grew up in Minnesota. I was a Twins fan as a kid, you know. Um, patterned my high school batting technique after Rod Carew because uh, oh, I didn't have any power, for one thing. But, um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that uh, being able to do the, the Cubs against uh, the Twins at the Cubs at Wrigley Field on September 22nd was amazing. It was just like – I believe I, I believe I saw you that evening. Didn't we get you out of? We the did. I, yeah, yeah, after yeah. after I was done, I swung out there. 
I was like, I'm pretty sure that happened, even though a lot of of things that happened at Wrigley Field, I forget about. (laughs) Was it, was it, I mean, were you just kind of in awe of the way everything was and in any nerves or anything like that? Or were you just comfortable and having fun? Well, yeah, there was uh, some nervousness because basically I was looking at this as like my one chance to do it. So if you screw up on your only chance, that's what they're going to remember. So not messing up which I didn't, was like, yes. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's a little nervousness because it's not my, you know, my normal element. Down at spring training at Sloan Park, it's like I'm so used to doing that that it's just pretty pretty comfortable no matter what. But uh, the Wrigley Field's a whole different ballpark, <laughs> literally. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> and you got to see, I'm sure, Pat Hughes and all, and everybody in the area. You know, I don't know who was – Boog, I think, was announcing that day in J.D. Yeah, and- it was really cool because I was in the lunchroom um, just getting a bite to eat before everything got going, and some guy comes and cranks on my shoulder. I'm like, whoa, what? It's Ron Coomer. He's like, hey, Tim. And he's like, I heard you were going to be here. And he's a good guy. We go back a ways, so – um, it was another it was Minnesota kind of Minnesota connection, right? Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. So it was just like a really. It was one of those nights where it looked like it was going to storm, and and it ended up being like this amazing, like kind of pink uh, clouds and stormy clouds. But it, I don't. I think it might have missed it, rained just slightly, but nothing to you know stop the game or anything. But it was just beautiful visual looking out there at Wrigley Field. So just to be, you know, sitting there and announcing and then seeing that, it was like insane. Those late September skies and the sun sets right around seven o'clock down, uh, you know, the, the, towards the West there. I mean, just kind of out the left field corner that you see. I mean, there's really not a better view. I mean, the the only other view that I would ever uh, say was the, maybe the best view in baseball I'd say Colorado when you're up on the top on the top and the sun setting there, that was absolutely gorgeous as well. But you know that, yeah, that was a beautiful late September day. I do remember that day. So you, you worked with Boog and uh, Jim Deshays. You've worked with all these guys down there. You've hung out with them and they just, the Cubs just announced that they're bringing uh Boog and Deshays back. Now uh, this might be a little controversial on this show because Michael Cotton is is a he's a hater. What can I say? The man's a hater. <laughs> I, I found I found his burner account on Twitter. By the way, it was here. It is. I, I found that's Michael's burner account. It's a, at Approve Man, <laughs> who who replied to Mar, watch Marquis' tweet about uh, Boog and Deshays coming back. Uh, unconscionable at Boog Shambi is the worst. Watch Marquis will continue to lose to the radio. So, Michael, it, it's worst, not worse. <laughs> hey, you know that's not mine because uh, there were no uh, swear words in that. Now, <laughs> Tim, I was wondering, you know, if you had heard anything or if you got a vibe, uh, you know, 2021 was a weird spring training. You could go on the backfields, the players walking out into the complex. I mean, no interaction, no tailgating, no nothing. Have you heard anything about uh, what it's going to be like this year? Is it all systems go? Are there restrictions? What are we looking at here? Um, well, when I talked to the Cubs, it felt like they didn't they didn't tell me exactly what was going to happen. So I, 
I just got the feeling that it was going to be back to normal, that it would, we were under, I think it was like a 2,600 fans, 2,600 fans were, was the limit, you know, and you mm-hmm. know, Stone Park, we get 16,000 in there regularly or, you know, right up at the top of, of sell out uh, at 16,000. So it was really weird because it just like, <laughs> didn't seem like there was anybody there. Um, yet, you know, there was a couple thousand plus, which is, you know, a little um, more than, you know, the Brewers draw in any spring training game ever. <laughs> I, I was just going to say it was it was like, uh, you know, calling a game for some other team that exactly. nobody gives a shit about, you know, yeah, or possibly so, the the. 2013 cups and i gotta tell you tim i'm sitting here and and you know i'm out in the berm and they have all the people with the signs put your mask on please like and so if you had your mask off for like 30 seconds they were vigilant like running up waving the sign you're okay yeah i kind of heard that (laughs) and and one thing i'm interested about is because like the minor leaguers are gonna be at spring training this whole time and I do. I heard the Cubs talk podcast the other day, and they were talking about would they, would the major league teams ever use scabs to get these, to get some of these games out there, and use some of these minor leaguers, uh, you know, outside of a contract as scab players, and it wasn't out of the realm of complete possibility, depending on how ugly this gets, and. The, some of the news that we got this week about minor league pay, uh, not only just pay, jobs it, itself. Like the the teams want to cut from 180 to have the permission to do 150 minor league teams. They already cut 42 baseball teams out of the minors. A lot of these guys are down in spring training not getting paid, and then when they do get paid, they're only getting eight to twelve thousand bucks a year. The the uh, the owners want to take that down even further, and they they want to pay what they paid last time just to less people. Um, so it's just like it, it's it, and so I know you've been around a lot of this stuff. What do you see happening? Do you think a? Uh, I mean, I know you've been around a lot of minor leaguers over the course of many years. Like, and you you might have some more personal knowledge about how some of these guys live down at spring training, tend to a room on air mattresses. On, you might have party with some of these guys. I'm interested to hear some, if you have any insight into that. And the other thing I'm wondering about is that do you foresee a situation in which they would start these spring training games with the Brennan Davis and the crew? Or um, I guess Brennan Davis wouldn't be allowed because he's 40. Yeah, he's on the 40. Right, man, right. So do I don't see really. that happening this time around. Uh, it happened in 95. Uh, they had the replacement players, um, and that was weird. So going back to the spring of 1995, uh, the Cubs came to me and said, hey, uh, we're going to have replacement players, and, you know, it's not going to be the same as as it usually is. Do you want to announce the games, which essentially make me a, you know, a scab? Um, but – it's not like the coal mines of the 1950s and nobody's throwing bricks at me walking into old Tim, They're throwing hundred mile per hour baseballs. It's worse. Pinkerton. They, they, have, they have much better aim as well. Exactly. So the thing was, I had to wait. It's like, if I tell the Cubs, no, I mean, then You're that's You're probably done. the end of me in my Cubs relationship. So I'm like, well, okay, I'll do it. And let's just say that the baseball was not good. It was funny at times and 
people like, uh, well, I, I don't think he was in the Cactus League, but Pete Rose Jr. and people who had these long distinguished careers or not were, <laughs> were out there. Uh, so anyhow, um, I, I did that and we had, you know, a, a handful of games and then they've got things figured out and brought the regular major leaguers back. And we had another, like a second spring training where I got to, and that's so why I actually got to announce two springs in one. So if I don't get a spring this year, I'm counting that as my 39th year. Cause this would be 39 <laughs> and I want to miss 39 because next year will be number the big four Oh. So, you know, they're not going to screw me out of that, but <laughs> that's a personal story. Okay. Have you been, have you been following any of the negotiations and what the players want versus the owners? And yeah, uh, I have, and you know, I try not to get too deep into it because it just gets frustrating. And there's, you know, oh gosh, I feel for the players, but at the same time, here's a guy who comes in, and I, I kind of count on that income every year because I've been doing it for so long, and. That's, you know, so it's nice to have, but it's a pittance. So I have the empathy is a little harder to motivate when, like, people say millionaires and billionaires negotiating. But I get it from the player's standpoint. I understand it because there's there's just so much um, – the owners have so much control and so much power over the, the finances that <laughs> – you know, I would be with the players trying to figure that out myself and get a better deal. But for fans, it just becomes frustrating because I'm tired of hearing about the the contracts and the finances and what they need and don't need. I just want them to play baseball. I want to announce baseball. It's like, you know, so. Tim, and I and I'm getting nervous because I forget what they said. 117 million people watched the Super Bowl this last weekend, and not one World Series game broke over 14 million. I mean, they are absolutely just killing generations of fans. They're killing the game. And, and, you know, when a lot of us all growing up, we would talk about the national pastime. The Super yep. Bowl was nothing. You know what I mean? Like, when it, you know, and now all of a sudden you're sitting here and, and you're not even – you can't even get one game to draw even close to what a, a meaningless Monday night football game would be. So you better figure out what's wrong with your sport and make it more appealing to the fan bases because right now it, it's looking bad. And this is during – right after the pandemic, you're pulling this stuff? Yeah, totally. Uh, the timing couldn't be worse, to be honest. But then I, I heard some people talking too after like almost all of those – uh, football playoff games were coming down to like last second field goals and come from behind and wins. I mean, it was from a football standpoint, if everyone I'm hearing is like super exciting. So you got that going on and now you're doing this. Let's just say you're not going to really compete against football anymore. That's kind of gone. So you've got to figure out what you're going to do. Otherwise you're going to be going further down on the depth chart uh, against other sports and i don't think they want that they have yeah. the answer they already figured out the answer right. it's the universal dh with the <laughs> dh interest will stream back to the game of baseball it's all that little kids that wanted was never the pitcher's head that's all well, they wanted. Hold on. they're not testing for uh any drugs right now right so <laughs> yes, nope. every, everybody's getting getting chunked up and ready to go and <laughs> sosa mcguire redo Exactly. Yeah. yeah. G G B H and the in and the D H. Um 
Uh, is that is a g- growth hormone? No, GH. What? GB- no, H- you're talking about liquid G, dude. Get your drinks straight. G- yeah, whatever. <laughs> HGH. Human growth H-G-H, hormone. Yeah. yeah, HGH and the DH. That's all we need. Um, well, yeah, that's uh, it's it, it feels like they're pretty far apart still. In in and uh, I know the owners they they offered some kind of tiered minimum wage thing. The players want uh, more of a draft lottery. They they have. They don't have the framework on that. The, 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 but the money is like it's always that it seems that the, just like in 2020 when they said that they were only going to play, they, they're like, we'll pay you, you, we'll pay you 80% for 80 games or we'll pay you 100% for 60 games or we'll, you can play 100 games and we'll pay you 60%. You know, and then they had all these things. So they were just reading. <laughs> the number was the, the same no the matter what. The number was the same. Like we have exactly $400 million and that's what we're doing and that's it. That's all we're doing. You know, and they wouldn't do come up above that. And it seems like now it, it's the very similar situation in that um, the owners are just keep dressing up, you know, keep putting lipstick on the same pig and throwing it back yeah. out there. And, uh, you know, and that just seems like, uh, uh, and the question is, are the players going to dig in? And you got a lot of guys that are, um, I don't know. It feels like they're a more socially conscious bunch this time around. They've got a lot more of the, the fans, uh, uh, the fans ear because of social media. And, and, um, I'm, I hope they don't dig in too much good, but I don't think the owners budge. That's the problem. I don't think owners are going to budge. I think the big thing this time around is that social media aspect because in the 94, 95 Mm -hmm. strike, you only had the only narrative we were getting was the owners. And I think it's, you know, it's much more, I don't know. uh, At least I notice I guess much more of the players' positions and what they're doing, um, and I hope that that will help them move past this and make the owners kind of break down. But they're they're not really looking like they want to right now. I, and that's- the one thing I will tell you, and this is what I've heard, is that as far as ticket offices, and I'm not talking just the Cubs, just in general on baseball, ticket sales are abysmal right now. Clearly, nobody's buying tickets because, A, they don't know if there's going to be games. They don't know if there's going to be a season. And so for the Cubs, it doesn't affect them as much because of the percentage of season ticket holders. Obviously, that we've talked about them burning through that list, but there still is a list and people are still buying them. Okay, But when you talk about a team like the White Sox, like Tampa Bay, like Oakland – you know, you can't afford to sit here. You and, just and, brought up a bunch of AL teams that have had the DH for the last <laughs> 50 years. Sorry. Uh, Pittsburgh. Let's go Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, but you know what I'm saying <laughs> is that you you are in a situation where you're not – this is a time period where you're selling a bunch of tickets, right? Usually around February when they start selling single game tickets and all that stuff. You got nobody that's really interested. I don't see that there's going to be a lot of demand for people to buy tickets. Yeah. Well, and you know, you got 2020 and like uh, how that was that I was mad. Those nego- they they could have been the first sport back and they weren't. And that was just really telling right there. These guys they haven't been talking to each other for years. There's been, there's it's been contentious this entire time and now you're in this situation where you're the the clock is it's already late. It's already too late to not piss people off because they're already missing pitchers and catchers. There's yeah. going to be missed games, at least from a spring training standpoint, if they don't get cut the, I mean, if they get some, they'll obviously play some games if they get a spring training and if they don't figure it out till 
you know, June. I mean, Tim, you might be calling the, you might be back in Arizona in June. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know what they'll do. Oh, the perfect well, time to go to Arizona. Yeah, June. Lovely. No, they'll just, they'll just have their, their kind of warm up three weeks or whatever up in Chicago at the, you know, Wrigley probably because yeah. they're definitely not going to have games down there if it gets to June because although that's in June, true. it's already getting nasty in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> in Phoenix. I mean, yeah, I mean, but I think that in many respects, as far as training and gearing up, I, I know that the facilities at Wrigley are a lot better than they were, but Sloan Park is brand new. Sloan Park, you know, and the, some of those training facilities, they have multiple fields. To yeah, no, they would, they would definitely train down there. I just don't see them as having spring training games at that Game, particular yeah. time. If it got pushed back too far, they'll just scrap the games, and they'll have to because they won't be able to have – like a lot of snowbirds um, work at those games. They volunteer their time to do stuff. They all leave. Like they don't want to be in Arizona in June when it's 110 <laughs> degrees out. They get out of there. So, yeah, I don't know. So we're going to have to take another quick commercial break and we're and, uh, and end this episode. We have, I just want to remind everybody to uh, type hashtag capital chance C-H-A-N-C-E, capital C-H-A-N-C-E, into the chat for your chance to win a postcard of Frank Chance to you by me. And uh, it's a very cool thing because I usually tell people I love them. And who doesn't need that in their life? And then uh, we're going to play a little commercial. We'll be back in a minute. We're going to talk about some of – we have the new segment. It's called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly which is uh, we've each picked an item from the uh, the Cubs uh, uh, Cubs related item from one of the Sunranto links at sunranto.com slash shopping, which is this is a commercial for. So stick tuned. If you're like most Americans, you buy shit, lots of shit. Sometimes you buy shit for other people. Sometimes you buy shit for yourself. And sometimes you buy shit you have to buy just to stay alive. So why not buy shit through the Sunranto affiliate links at sunranto.com slash shopping. We've got tons of shit you can buy. Go to sunranto.com, click on the shopping link, then click our ads and buy shit. We've got Amazon. They've got tons of shit. But you can also buy MLB shit, NBA shit, NFL shit, Fan's Ed shit, Southwest Airlines shit, Fanatic shit, Reebok shit, Wine of the Month shit, Beer of the Month shit, Bear Mattress shit, StubHub shit, Lid shit, Sports Memorabilia shit, Volcanica Coffee shit, Vibrator shit, Condom shit, Bag shit, NHL shit, and Audible Membership shit. There's a whole lot of shit that can help the Sun Ranto Show stay on the air so we can keep talking shit. So buy shit today through sunranto.com slash Shopping. Thanks. Cubs Jesus thinks you're the shit. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by ColorCast. Uh, ColorCast is a live, audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use, and you can talk to me and other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news and plus you can share your own experiences on the app as well um, all you need to do is you download the color cast app free in the ios app store you create a profile you link your twitter and you join like a baseball group or something like that and you follow me at sunranto show and uh, you're going to be notified when my room goes live and then we can talk together 
Uh, we'll be going live on ColorCast uh, after our regular show on usually on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, so uh, come join us there on ColorCast and join the conversation. It's kind of an addendum to our regular show where we kind of free formally talk with you. So come out with your spiciest takes and download ColorCast, and we thank them for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. This episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers, who we call the Super Ranters. Who are the Super Ranters, you ask? Well, the Super Ranters have their own Sunranto RSS feed, and they get the show early and ad-free delivered right to their inbox or podcatcher. Super Ranters get bonus content, like the recording of tonight's post-show conversation. They get exclusive access to the Super Ranters Facebook page and private Discord channel, which we plan on using a ton this season. Our Patreon patrons, they're eligible for all of our Sunranto contests, like the Super Rancher of the Month and Sunranto Scavenger Hunts. At the $5 level, Super Ranters get to hear all my Cubs parody songs and download them before the rest of the world. $10 Super Ranters are recognized by name at the end of our live shows and will have access to our Cubs Daily Show starting this coming season. Details on that to come. $12 gets you the Rancher calendar, and you can even place an advertisement about anything you want at some of the higher levels. Super Ranters, they even get access to our show notes and the pics and videos we use to produce the live show. Comes in real handy during the season if you want to know about the pitching matchups and the stuff we looked up. Plus, and this is important, 10% of all of the Patreon money goes directly to the Lost Boys Baseball Club, which uses baseball to help decrease violence and improve the social conditions for young people in Chicago. Because it is one of Sunranto's main missions to serve our community. And that's how we do it. It's how you do it when you subscribe. Here's the thing. It costs money and lots of time to produce a great Cubs fan show. And frankly, a penny a download from podcast advertisers like gambling syndicates and dick pill companies is not enough to keep the Sunranto show on the air. We've got hosting fees, streaming fees, equipment that we have to buy, tickets, beer, batteries, guitar strings. It all adds up. So become a super ranter at patreon.com forward slash sunranto and become a part of our Patreon family for the 2022 season and help us produce the Sunranto show. Final plea. If you'd buy each one of us a $12 beer at Wrigley Field for just performing the Sunranto show for you, then join us at the $3 level. It's that simple. Three bucks a month. We each get a beer at Wrigley. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Don't make me say it again. If you subscribe today, you'll never have to hear me ask you to become a Patreon patron or a Super Rancher again. So stop making me waste your time. Sign up for as little as $1 a month at Patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. Please join today. Today's episode of the Sunranto Show is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so 
Go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink. Spelled like sports drink but without vowels. S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. No vowels. Sports drink. Um, all we ask is that you close the door behind you because we're trying not to let the funk out. Sunranto Show brought to you by Sports Drink. Check them out today. So this is a new segment we're going to do every now and again whenever we feel like it called The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And I was going to make some spaghetti western music, but instead I think I'll just go... <laughs> That's good enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Carl, uh, Carl, you've got the good this week, and uh, this is pretty cool. And I'm going to drop the link for this in the chat. It's only three hundred and fifty dollars. Do you now? Let me ask full disclosure. Do you own this? I noticed there's only five available. No, I do not own it. Um, I actually, if you guys remember, I'm in that uh, Cubs memorabilia group where we do a lot of different raffles and razzes to try to win stuff, and I did try to win that. Uh, it was 30 chances at $10 a chance. Hashtag chance. Um, yeah. <laughs> but this is really a, a beautiful piece. It was done by Fanatics, and uh, it has just a phenomenal large Anthony Rizzo uh autograph it's a big piece 20 by 24 but it's called in focus and so it's a really cool picture that just kind of focuses on Rizzo about to hit one and behind him it just looks like all sorts of cool stuff like the Cubs colors are just like exploding behind him and so uh, they do these sometimes with fanatics this or what's the in focus one or that I have a spotlight photo which is Rizzo on the tarp where everything's blackened out except for Rizzo catching the ball on the tarp and I always love that kind of artistic look It's, it's just a little bit different yeah, it's definitely it's a unique piece. I dig it. It's uh, Rizzo freaking smashing one. Actually, it looks like he's going to not hit it on the barrel of the bat in this picture. It kind of looks like he might yank this one uh, foul down the third I, base. I would line. say it looks like a gender reveal photo if, if, if the baby was going to be a born and cuss fan. <laughs> it is. It's totally, <laughs> they're about to light a fire over there. It's a, it's a fan reveal is what it is. Um, so, Michael, you have the bat, and this uh, link <laughs> – this is pretty funny. There this is, it is. What, what what year is this? This is from uh, one of our affiliates at sportsmemorabilia.com. Yeah. I'll, like the, I'll put the link to this one in the chat if you want to buy it. This one's only 20 bucks. The Rizzo is 300 This is 1950s. I see Gene Baker yeah. in there. I see Ransom Jackson. No, okay. So this is – yeah, let me tell you about this card. This is a 1956 Cubs team card, right? So it's got the whole team standing there. uh, And if you're not Crawley, you won't recognize anyone, really, except for Ernie Banks and maybe Yosh Kawano over there on the left in the blue shirt. You know, See, this uh, card is worth a buy, except for that it has pinholes in the the No, but that's, that's why I put it in the bad. They're charging $19.99 for this, even though there's nobody on the team uh, that you'd know. They went 60, 94, and three for dead last in the National League that year. Three? They're just like, yeah, you guys suck. We're just going to cut this a tie. Yeah, and it's in terrible condition. It's got (laughs) pinholes in it. It's messed up. And they still want 20 bucks. And to make it worse, like it might be worth 20 bucks in this condition. If it were the rare misprint, so you can actually find this on the same site that sports memorabilia site. 
if you want to spend about another like another 50 bucks you can get a similar uh condition card that has uh 1955 right next to the chicago cubs it's a tops misprint 1955 on the 1956 team now, Tim, Tim, am I right that Hank Sauer, who was 1952 MVP, back row, but wasn't he considered Mr. Cub before Ernie Banks? Yeah, I was going to say Hank Sauer's in there, and I'll tell you one thing that uh, Hank could do. I met him once at a Lou Boudreaux uh, golf tournament when I was very young, uh, public address announcer, um, and Hank Sauer can drink. Can <laughs> put it away. Does he like Sauer's? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean... He had the proverbial uh, gin blossom nose, man. He was, <laughs> you could put it away. That was It was the VIP party right out in front of old Hocom, and I got to meet, like, all these, like, who's who of the Chicago, like, sports. And I'm just this punk kid who's, you know, like, oh, my God, there's – it's Bobby Hull. Oh, that's, you know, I met Enos Slaughter, of all people. Yeah, nice. and he was, like, I think he was about – 77 at the time and i kid you not we're talking there's a couple people around and he says how many 77 year old people can do this and he goes and he kicks like a punter and kicks his his foot over his head and touches his foot to like you know i'm like i don't know i can't do that now much less you know what i'm saying <laughs> i don't think know. i ever could do it <laughs> yeah it was crazy like okay still athletic Yep. So the last last bit. So that was the bad. The this card, and I like it because of the, because of the Yosh Kawano personally. Yeah, um, love yeah. It. That, I was I was blown away when I'm looking, and that was like he looked, one he of the only names there. that I recognize. He worked there since the 30s. Like the, any <laughs> any team card is gonna, like for basically a hundred years going to have Yosh on it. So then the uh, the I have the ugly, and I don't. Why do they do this? I don't understand. This, it comes from Lids, the brilliant designers at Lids, who decided it'd be great. Well, let me ask you guys, what color is this? What color that is, is this? Cardinal red. I mean, I don't even see it as red. I see this as, like, burnt orange. Yeah, that looks like it, it would uh, be on, like, the Texas Longhorns. Like, the, the <laughs> isn't that the, the football team? Yep, it's like somewhere yep. between cardinal red and burnt orange, but like, look at the sea and the Cubs. The sea is white with pink outline, like I'm a Dunkin' freaking donuts. See, but like, I think that is just looks pink because it's actually red against that weird orange thing, and it messes with your eyes. Yeah, it's just bad. If you if you go to lids, I mean, there's they got some great hats there. They really do some really great stuff with the Chicago flag and whatnot. But holy cow, do they have a bunch of stinkers? And I'm like, why do you make me wade through this garbage? So that's the ugly. Don't so buy that's the hat. Red. Yeah, that's the hat that Danny wants you to buy for him for his birthday coming up. <laughs> yeah, it'll really bring out my my red coloring. <laughs> so um, red on so, red. Yeah. So there's our there's our new uh, little segment. The good, the bad, and the ugly as always. Shop through our links at sunranter.com slash shopping. And I have a and I didn't tell you guys I was going to do this. I've got a new contest that I'm going to start because what I didn't realize because we have the Amazon search bar or the search uh, the uh, the ad you can click on if you buy stuff at Amazon that we get a cut. It's like one or two percent, which is fairly. They always a dollar sixty eight or something like that. It's very exciting. <laughs> but I I didn't realize. 
because it it's a dollar sixty eight. I was like, oh look, somebody bought something. I didn't realize that that was actually a lot of people buying stuff, or maybe just one person buying multiple things. But it was like a hundred dollars worth of stuff, and we end up getting a buck sixty eight. Now, what I didn't know that I could find out was what people bought. So I screenshotted, and I have a new contest that we're going to do every uh, single Danny, month. Uh, just before you get to this, I do want people to still use the search bar, and I don't yeah. want to discourage here's, anybody. No, I agree. I agree. But here's the thing. it is We, not we have a completely different link for the thing that you're worried about, yeah. Crawley. It, here's the thing. <laughs> it, it is not connected to anybody's name. It is just the item they bought. I don't know who bought it. So the winner of this contest actually will have to come forward as the winner. You know, that's what they told Sammy Sosa and the rest of the players in 2003 (laughs) when they took a piss test. They're never going to find out. They're never going to know. It's all anonymous. Yep. And if you don't come forward, we will never invite you to another (laughs) Sunranto party again. But it's it no, it's absolutely all anonymous. I I actually looked to see if I could see who bought what. But actually, and there's nothing embarrassing out here. Here we go. Here is the things that were bought, and these are the people that are in the running for the. It's, we're gonna do it per month. So the last show of the month is where I'm gonna announce this. The first show of the month we're gonna do Patreon winner. The last show of the month we're doing uh, uh, Amazon uh, winner. We have a somebody bought a canine kebab, real chicken, and duck dog treats. What if, what, have, if, what if this is just one person? This looks like a, a, a grocery list almost. It could be just one person, but in other words, that one person will win. So if you use our Amazon search <laughs> bar, we see it. You just come forward. You say you bought this stuff, and you win a prize. What do you win? Bleacher bum band shot glasses. I got a pair of bleacher bum band shot glasses for you. There's a, an iPhone case. Uh, cinnamon jelly beans from Jelly Belly. Dawn. Oh, one one so- pound. One pound of cinnamon jelly beans. One pound. That's a, that's a lot of jelly beans. A lot of yeah. beans, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a gain laundry detergent. No tide for them. They know what they like. And a, uh, a, a <laughs> nutrition plan, high protein chocolate shake. So I'm I'm guessing oh, you know what in the in the contest balances out nutrition jelly plan. Right? That's part of the the Sunranto weight loss challenge that we're doing right now. Somebody's trying to lose that weight, and uh, you know we are we are still doing that. Everybody yeah. out there, you're actually doing good. I've been seeing the weights; it's looking pretty good. Know. Let's. Some people gained weight. Right, <laughs> I, we gotta, I gained we weight we, this we week. We got to pinch I, this off. We got the color the thing Bowl. at fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it. the Super Bowl. It's time to get back in it, though. Drink yeah, those I, chocolate shakes. Let's let's lose some weight, everybody. You can still <laughs> join, by the way. I just dropped the link in the chat. The Google Doc. Um, if I, I guess it's not posting everywhere, but it, you can. Uh, Join our weight loss towns. We still got another month and change uh, before it's over. Uh, just quick announcements. Uh, Martyrdom of Peter O'Hay is still going on at Trapdoor. Uh, we had uh, Ronnie Woo Woo in the house the other night. Uh, he was at the play. Here he is. The Bleacher Bum Band came. My Thai guy was there. Uh, uh, all the Bleacher Bum Band, Robert from uh, the Lost Boys and uh, Bleacher Bum, he came out. But uh, I, I loved it because, you know, Dennis, the Cardinals fan, I didn't tell him Woo Woo was coming. And Dennis is, is the lead in the play. He's sitting there in, in the beginning of the show for the first 20 minutes. He's, as after they open the house, he's sitting on stage reading a book. And I knew he could see Ronnie Wu in full Cubs uniform walking. <laughs> from, and I was like, I'm not even going to tell this son of a bitch that Ronnie Wu is coming to the play. And I'm like, the whole show's set in the circus. I'm like, I'm going to bring the circus tonight, baby. Here comes Ronnie Wu and my tie guy. Enjoy your night. 
Um, and then the night got better because how Chicago is this picture? This is at the bar afterwards. Here's uh, me, Ronnie Woo Woo, and and uh, Tamale Guy. And that's the original Tamale Guy who comes in. And the long-time Chicagoans know all about Tamale Guy. But this is the greatest picture I think I've ever taken in Chicago <laughs> of those just two Chicago freaking legends. Somebody um, has a picture of me at Cubs convention getting ready to ask a question with Ronnie Woo Woo behind me prepping his question. <laughs> he's got his note three by five note cards and yeah. his his question is basically will you guys let me in again <laughs> uh, so uh and then uh, unfortunately we're gonna have some a little bit of sad news but uh the ranchers always make stuff like this happen are happier our friend <laughs> we always make this stuff happen well we know we, we, we make it happen because we try to make people happy for when things are sad but our good friend joe kilgallen who has been on this show many times uh very funny comedian great friend of ours his dad died and very young only 66 so here's the mass card of uh matthew kilgallen and um there's a uh a, a little um his mass card says and when the night is cloudy there is still a light that shines on me shine on till tomorrow let it be from the beatles and um he's, that's on his mass card and uh we're gonna put the same inscription or i'm not gonna but matt uh camera is gonna put the same inscription on uh you know matthew's a a Diehard Chicago Cubs fan, native Chicagoan. And so we're going to get a, a, a map made for him by uh, Mr. Cammer. Cammer is going to do a, um, a frame too, get a really nice frame and have it all sent up. So we're going to use the $400 that we raised, not only to pay Matt for that frame, but I actually um, sent a uh, $100 donation to uh, my block, my hood, my city. Which is, uh, according to the obituary, obituary w- one of the places where you could um, donate, and it's it's an organization a lot like Lost Boys, so it's very uh, much focused on the neighborhoods and helping kids in the city. They've given they gave away over a million dollars in grants last year to local neighborhood um, organizations, so they're kind of like I'm, I'm going to look more into it. So it seems like a very cool thing. Ask Levante about them because it seems like they probably all know each other um, because they're doing. Similar work. Um, right after the show, we're going to be on ColorCast, and uh, this is unfortunately only for iOS users, but it's at colorca.st. Colorca.st. You can download it, follow Sunranto Show. It's a little bit different than Green Room, but they're paying us to use it. So we're going to use it, and we'll be on there. And we also thank them for sponsoring the show. So just real quick, uh, TF season, we'll get the hell out of here. Uh, and re- Oh, and then we'll do a uh, chance for a chance. We've, we've got to do that, too. So chance in the chat. Has we could probably do the TFCs on the color cast. No, nah, let's do them here. I got them in Move here. Okay. But they're in here. Yeah. Okay. They're in. I'll go first. This comes from uh, – oh, man, this is just terrible. The Tampa Bay Rays, uh, they uh, – well, this was actually a graphic design of the Tampa Bay Rays payroll – and Wander Franco's uh, contract extension, which is pretty much the exact same amount. But and oh this is God. a Fox MLB graphic in which they have the rays, like devil, the actual animal, the devil rays, two of them flying around what appear to be 
the twin towers of the World Trade Center. So this is like just maybe the worst graphic of all time. And Buffalo Bill Dan on Twitter says a graphic design miracle. It's like, I mean, now to be fair, this might have been actually designed by somebody who was born in 2001. So I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, but it looks exactly like 9-11. Somebody at Fox needs to freaking figure this out because this was – that's a little rough. Next, next, let me show you. Uh, <laughs> look, look, All right, let's keep going. Let's keep going here. We're running low on time here. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, oh I, I thought you added another thing to go. Okay. No, no, I don't. Um, over on Bleacher Nation, uh, the Shambi JD uh, thing, and we have a definite this fucking cube. We're at it over there. Uh, JD, I the head and the heart. JD, I love. Sometimes wish he was a little more edgy, but he's funny and sharp, and I love dry wit. Boog. Well, I'll say this: if that's his real personality, I can't imagine he has a lot of friends. He's leave when he shows up and go find another party in human form. He grates on me after an inning or two. Nine innings, one hundred and forty plus games. I'll miss JD. <laughs> what? Like, but did, did he know that JD got resigned too? No, he's, he's saying, he's, saying he he's not going to watch. watch. Oh, yeah. All righty. Uh, mine really he, quick. He went deep on that one. Once again, mine, Michael's burner account. Uh, Marquee Sports <laughs> Network says Boog and JD are here to say Marquee Sports Network reaches multi year extension with John Shiambi and JD to announce, uh, to announce this season. And Ty Cruz says, what will they be announcing this season? Yeah. <laughs> Chicago Dogs games, maybe. Um, yeah, I had the Chicago Dogs logo in there. All right, let's give away a postcard. Here's the uh, chance for a chance. If you haven't done it yet, type in chance into the chat, and you can win a, ch- a chance at a Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me. Here we go. Hope everybody's in. Who will be the winner? John oh, Teresa almost won. Yeah, Teresa. Um, now, Teresa, is that that's uh, relation to you? No, I have no idea. Actually, that's my ex-wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, 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 Danny, if Tim, if if Teresa would have won, Tim would have gotten half the postcard. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I would have. I would have just sent you the, the yeah the the half with the part that said I love you on it. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for uh, everybody tuning in, and thank you to Tim Sheridan. It's always great to have you on the show, and and uh, you know definitely check out. Uh, just type in Tim Sheridan into the YouTube search engine, Boys of Spring, all that stuff, and uh, you'll find everything he's done. Um, very. Tim, have, oh, you been, and, have you been check to out the, that graphic you, audio novel? It's, it's beautiful. Tim, have you been to the Beer Institute yet in Mesa? I have. Yep. Then, then that is where we oh, shall nice. meet up and have a beer or two or three. There you go. I'm I don't know if I'm Hank that. Sour level, but I'm going to try. Well, I don't think we want to push it that much. but. <laughs> <laughs> so join us on ColorCast right after. Uh, we'll, hopefully they'll get that out to Android users uh, soon. And um, uh, Spagog, everybody. Uh, hopefully – We'll have better news for you next week, but in the meantime, we're just going to keep bringing it this show. Spagog.
Spagam. Winter kept on roaring. Spring never arrived. The earth was busy healing. A million people died. Seems like another era, a long forgotten time when we all were out at Wrigley drinking beer in the sunshine, watching the boys of summer send baseballs for a ride, a deep Chicago sunset. An orange and purple sky. I'm dreaming of those days, 'cause I remember you and I. Just loving being at Wrigley, drinking beer in the sunshine. Tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom—a performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace.、Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate: How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word: Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com/match. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be.